When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Nothing but big things, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. It's the last round of Prem fixtures before the World Cup. It's Friday, 11th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm the decent Hunter Raja. And I'm Luke Moore. Friday, everybody. You know it, I know it, and my goodness, can we both feel it. Good to have you with us, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. The keys are in the pocket for now. They are indeed, but they will be out when the clock strikes pitbull o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Front or back pocket? How dare you? Marcus has actually got a clock, uh, and it's pitbull, and one of his arms is the little hand, and the other one's a big hand. And when they touch each other, it becomes pitbull o'clock. It does indeed, <laughs> and, yeah. And um, yeah. Marcus does a little spin and shouts, Mr. Worldwide, and the keys come out. I uh-huh. thought it'd be like a cuckoo clock. So like a, a little, oh, yeah, a little, pitbull yeah. Lily pitbull. Mar- Marcus or Pitbull comes out. They can't go at the same time. One goes fire, the other one goes ball. <laughs> <laughs> one goes giddy, the other goes aunt. <laughs> aunt. Gordon Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fit his nose, his onions. Right, everybody, let's yeah. uh, begin. Before we get to the England squad, before we get to the Premier League fixtures and all the rest of it, although you may include this in your answers, what are you looking forward to this weekend, Lukey Moore? Um, so, yeah, cast, your, cast, your, cast your minds back a few months. Um, and one of the pundits on this show made a shout that Arsenal would be top at Christmas. Okay. Right? And I was I was pretty bad. That was pretty poorly received. I got pelters inside the studio. By who? Outside the studio. Mm. You know who. <laughs> and I, I would, if the production team respected me, right. which they don't, mm. I would be saying right now, roll the tape and let's listen to me say it. Yeah. But it won't happen because yeah. they don't respect me. Uh-huh. So take it, take my word for it. I said Arsenal will be top at Christmas. Yeah. And they're one game away. One yeah. measly game at Molyneux away from being top at Christmas. Jim, back me up on this. What an amazing achievement. What? By Arsenal, but chiefly by me. <laughs> I think even I'm, Jim's thinking... I'm think- just not going to back you up on that. I think, <laughs> I think even Jim's thinking, you know what? If yeah, Arsenal got a point and Man City got a win, I think even Jim would be okay with that. <laughs> would you take that, Jim? Would you, would you take that? I would, t- I would take you being right if it means Arsenal top at Christmas. But you Absolutely. would find yeah. consolation yeah. if yeah. Arsenal slip up. <laughs> You win-win going into this weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be watching, out. I'll be watching on the telly. Is that Jim and the Wolves end? <laughs> <laughs> Is that all my colleagues and the Wolves end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we are. Yeah, so uh, could, I, was, I mean, joking aside, yeah. it, could, it would be an amazing achievement for them, I think. Given and, that, given and that, you. Yeah, well, right. and for me. But given that if, if <laughs> we cast our minds back to the start of the season when we're doing our predictions and all that kind of stuff, mm. no one was saying, no one was saying Arsenal would do this. Well, I know one person that did. 
one person was saying that Arsenal would do Indeed, this. Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah. My goodness, you've suffered for it. But where, look where are they going to be at the end of the season? Mm. Not my concern, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be cashing my chips. I'll be cashing my chips oh, after that. Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Campbell. I'm actually looking forward to Brentford crushing Man City so right. I can have a you know calm evening because mm. Arsenal play um, really late on Saturday night and then Pep Guardiola going up to let's say Rico Henry yep. and <laughs> telling, telling him he's the best player he's ever seen. And then he goes up to then, Ivan Tony going, why do you not make the World Cup squad? <laughs> yeah. oh, and really and after, but afterwards he's so good player, such a good player, just starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> so passionate about it. Yeah, you won't be fist pumping in front of the camera if that happens, will you? No. Um, as he did against Fulham, Vish. Yeah. yeah. Nasty little man. Uh, <laughs> uh, from one of them to, to you, Vish, what, what's your, what are you looking forward to this weekend? I am looking forward to, I'm hoping to see... Cricket um, World Cup final. Uh, oh, big time. Big Sunday morning. On. It's, it's, get involved. It might, it might get rained <laughs> off. Sky though, Sports, right? Channel 4. Yeah. It might get rained off, though. No? Well, keep watching. Yeah. <laughs> we need the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult for me to explain that to my American family. What, they're like, what happens if uh, it's raining? They just don't play. Yeah. <laughs> what? Does it rain a lot in England? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And it's your summer sport. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to, or hoping for, uh, referee Michael Salisbury booking any Leeds player that gets within five yards of Harry Kane this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. He's got right. his orders, has he, Vish? I hope so. Well, he's, he's certainly got them from me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll be there to tell him. Mm. Yeah. Oi, watch it. Lovely, lovely. I'm looking Callum forward. Callum Wilson going, fuck him up, fuck him yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan Tony the pep leave me alone I'm yeah. watching the Leeds yeah, game there's still time yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to going to Craven Cottage with Luke Moore on oh yeah we're going on Sunday aren't we I'll Fulham Man United what, think about the Man United players that are going to the World Cup yeah Fulham are going to crush them yeah um, crush them my main concern is that you lost one of the season tickets a few weeks ago have you got it back <laughs> in a fit of gay abandon have you got it back celebrating such a wonderful start to the season have you got it back or you just haven't told me uh, yet? of course I've got it back okay, did you good. throw it at Marco Silva <laughs> 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 so I've, got, I've got two ears he I saw Steve Bruce on the train he threw it in his face <laughs> Steve doesn't even work here. <laughs> I threw it in the air after Fulham drew nil-nil with Everton. I thought, what a point and what a performance by Pickford. It's a win-win for me. Yeah. Get up there. Yeah. Um, that should be a good game. The good people at Fulham, they're going to return it. Yeah. No one's going to take that for are them. We, are we going to scream at Cristiano Ronaldo? If we get the chance. But again, yeah. another one who will... Uh, will he go to the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> Presumably he picked himself for the squad. <laughs> exactly. uh, but we're, we're going to have him. We're going to absolutely have him. Gentlemen, let's talk about the England squad announcement then. The big one, of course, is James Madison. He's made it. According to Gareth Southgate, he's not a dickhead anymore. Um, <laughs> according to Gareth Southgate, we decided a couple of weeks ago we Sounds would like have he him. chanted that <laughs> yeah. in an interview. I, I, do you know what, right? I, Imagine I, if Southgate said in the press conference, he's actually all right when you get to know him. <laughs> yeah, we've been getting to know him these last few months. Yeah. Hence, he wasn't in the last squads because uh, yeah. we weren't sure. I wonder, because I'm not sure if, if Madison will, will play at all. There will be a few players, of course, that will... Um, you know, it's unlikely that, that you'll get all 26 players uh, on, on, the, on pitch. the pitch. Certainly at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Suspicions will be uh, aroused. But uh, did he just pick James Madison? Because it was that, you know, when you're doing your squad selector and you might have one extra place and you go, I'll just give it to Madison, shut all these pundits up, you know? Because he, Madison suddenly become the player who has one cap, lest we forget, who all the pundits are like, well, if we don't take him, we've we not got a chance. So that happens every time. I know, but, yeah. with, but, but Remember usually... Remember when it was Kieran Dyer? There was also Gareth Barry at one point. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but but it, it, it was Jack Grealish last summer. It yeah, was. but at least those players, you, you could maybe understand, they, they had a few caps and whatnot, but you're right, it was still a bit silly. But like with Madison, I mean, you know, I'm happy for Madison. I think yeah, I mean, he's, he is having an exceptional season. He, and he is. is there on merit. I think mm. we, we all just... We're under the impression that it was a, I suppose, a, sorry to say his name, but a bit of a Letitia situation where he would be one of those players who just is overlooked for whatever reason. Well, the or system, Steve Bruce. Because of the lizard people. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. well, that, that was for the former, but with regards to Madison, uh, it, what does, does the system suit him? That's the question. But he but, asked that England would have to play a 4 3 3, or maybe he comes on one of the flanks. But yeah, they're I, so stacked I, in those positions on the flanks. I don't think, I don't think the, he needs to worry about the system. I think if, he's, if he plays, he comes on. He comes on for cameos that Grealish, yeah. like Grealish did last year. The conversation mm. is only changed to from why is Madison pick to why is Madison playing? Mm. I don't think I don't think we're going to see any extension beyond that. To be honest, yeah, I mean yeah. Did, they don't really have time to switch the system in that much of a significant way to accommodate a, any individual at this point. Surely, yeah. Did you hear that when Southgate tried to call Madison to tell him that he was called up, Madison apparently missed the call and then he got summoned to Brother Brendy's office and they were going to ring Southgate back? Would you be a bit like? 
Is this a wind up? Yeah. Like, would you, is this, what, also, what are you why, why is Brendy getting involved? Let me call him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> James, word, James you have to buy yourself a phone. Yeah. <laughs> we, go, we go way back, James. I'll call him. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is he getting in the squad or key? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I found the, the chat around Madison, around the positional thing, odd, chiefly because exactly what Vish says, but also because people seem to almost invent this idea that, oh, because Madison is a number 10 and he mm-hmm. don't play with a number 10, he therefore can't play. First of all, the most recent performance that probably tipped Southgate over the edge to pick him was away at Everton where he played off the right anyway. Yeah. And he's used to playing off the flanks and coming in and, inv- mm-hmm. and, inv- and involving himself in the game, mm. which is exactly what Southgate tends to ask of a player like Grealish, for example. Mm. So there is a situation where <clears throat> there are too many good players and that's a good thing mm-hmm. in those are, positions yeah and there are and there are oh yeah you're going to do look a bit top heavy but there there but there are there are as i say over and over again and i'm sure we'll get into it in more detail on lines watch tomorrow but there's loads of players who are great but then they've just got other players in their position who are better than them mm-hmm. so they don't play and that's just how it is i think also in the in the way the modern game is players kind of your more traditional players like jack Grealish, phil foden probably even put emil smith rowe in there as well they tend to play wide now mm-hmm. whereas in in the past they would have played in the middle Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think Madison can. You well, know, well, think about um, think about like Jaden Sancho, who started in the quarterfinal of the Euros, obviously came on and, and missed a penalty and so on. But he's been fairly consistently called up by Southgate. I mean, his name wasn't even mentioned. No, he's a forgotten man at the moment. And one of the criticisms of Southgate. I genuinely is... can't even, already can't remember <coughs> who you're talking about. Honestly, remind me that is out of my mind. Seventy-three well, million. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that Sancho, guy. of course. Well, one of, one of the the criticisms of Southgate is because he talks about picking players on form and then people say well why is Maguire there or you know you could even say Calvin Phillips who's had about 45 minutes of action and so on I think though he said that when he took over didn't he yeah and it, and it's still pulled out a lot to use him as a stick to beat with well he did say about Tammy a- stick to beat he did say that lot. with Tammy Abraham right. though. he said yeah. his form has, has not been at the right time and of course that is a huge criticism but, but inevitably it's a bit like when people say well you've got to treat everybody the same it never happens in any walk of life, in any mm. sphere of life. People are not treated the same because different personalities, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's impossible. Um, he was always going to take Maguire. Maguire's played very well the last couple of tournaments. I feel sorry for Fakai Tomori. Um, and I know a lot of people saying that he should have been in there, but I, I, I don't think he's the difference between. I don't mm. think there's any player out there other than maybe the obvious one who will obviously start, like someone like Kane, who is the difference between England going far and England not going yeah. far. Yeah, agreed. I think sort of Ivan Tony aside, all of the fun selections have really been made. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's quite a bold squad. Well, the Ivan Tony one's interesting, chiefly because there might be other stuff going on there, which we won't get into. But but there's also a situation, and Marcus and I mentioned this on Lions Watch, still available to listen to. I think it might have been last week's show, maybe the week before, mm-hmm. where if you look at the history of Ivan Tony's career and the way he plays, he's actually the closest direct replacement for Kane mm-hmm. to the point of where Spurs tried to sign Tony as mm-hmm. a backup for Kane mm-hmm. a number of years ago. Callum Wilson is um, obviously there on merit and is having a good season and, and, and I like Callum Wilson as a real kind of penalty box finisher yeah. I'm sure we all do but he's not the same player as Kane mm. and he's also very injury prone himself and I think I think what Southgate and Holland have done is they've probably made the calculation that we have Callum Wilson to come on late on to affect a game because mm-hmm. Harry Kane's always going to play and then if, if there is an injury of Harry Kane or something happens to Wilson, whether you can play Rashford through there. That's basically the yeah. calculation he's made. I, I, th- I think basically Tony's lost out to Rashford mm. rather than Wilson. Mm. And Rashford's or, or dexterity even, as well. Or, or, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have taken Tony personally. We, we, we talked about that, of course. I mean, Callum Wilson, as you say, is in on merit and he's formed recently and he might well be needed because Antonio Conte said this week that Harry Kane is very, very tired. What are you doing starting him away at Nottingham Forest in the League Cup, Antonio? <laughs> Help us out. I, had to double, I just had to double check that he's tired. It turns yeah. out he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I saw Lingard score and I Thought, is that a late call? Is that a late, <laughs> is that a late rally there? Get the phone celebration out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gareth, did you see that? It's yeah. too late, Jesse. Yeah. Um, well, gentlemen. What's uh, the League Cup, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to park the England squad there because uh, if you want to join us tomorrow for Lions Watch, Luke and I will be talking a lot more about that uh, England squad, of course, um, and Gareth Southgate selections and what it could mean for England at the World Cup. We'll also be speaking to journalist uh, Sina Suamion uh, about what we should expect from Iran in England's opening group game. Uh, so check that out tomorrow on the Football Ramble feed and make sure to subscribe to never miss an episode. Yeah, so we've had uh, Ewan Roberts for the Welsh side, Alexis Guerreros from Cooligans on the US mm-hmm. side, and now we've got um, Cena, which will be exciting. Very exciting. I, don't, cause, I mean, Iran are the team I know li- the least about, so I'm personally excited to speak to him 
anyway. Absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's go to the Premier League. Liverpool versus Southampton, Saturday, 3pm. Southampton will have a new manager in the dugout for their trip to Anfield because yesterday they announced the arrival of Nathan Jones, who joins them from Luton Town, following, of course, the sacking of Ralph Hasenhutl on Monday. Nathan Jones, I mean, that's a big call, isn't it? Obviously, he did very well with Luton last season. Uh, he was uh, named championship manager of the season. They they lost to Huddersfield in the semi-final of the place. They finished sixth. And with a very, very tiny little budget, they um, they, they they perform miracles. And it, I mean, if Luton have got, have got promoted last season, which obviously they were close in doing, it would have been one of those stories, uh, of course. But they didn't. Um, and uh, they also lost 7-0 to Fulham as well, Fish. So, uh, it wasn't all good. Uh, is, is, so you're happy to see him, is what you're Listen, when I heard that, I was delighted to see him. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, very... Keeping up that tradition. Very, very churlish. Only me. seven. Uh, yeah. Come in. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but he's there. It's a bold appointment, Luke. It is a bold appointment. And then what's interesting is they seem to go straight for him. Did not pass go, did not collect £200. No, no interview process with anyone else. Mm-hmm. They wanted him, clearly. Um, they've obviously seen something in him the same way Stoke did. Um, when he moved to Stoke, that didn't really work out. But I think there were probably, to be totally fair to Nathan Jones, there were probably other forces uh, at, at work there. Probably was, wasn't just down to him. But he's got to show really now, in, in, in kind of an interesting way that... Um, Eddie Howe had to show yeah. that you know he, he can be successful outside of that kind of rarefied environment mm-hmm. that he's um, that he's been in at, at Luton because you know, Eddie Howe was Bournemouth, then went to Burnley, didn't work out, went back. And now but he did say recently that around the time at Burnley with Eddie Howe, without getting too sidetracked, mm-hmm. I think his, his mum died or was, was he had died. a very difficult time of it. Yeah, and he, and also I, said, he also said he learned so much more from that than he did mm-hmm. anywhere else. So. I can totally understand how we can't judge Nathan Jones sure. for that. I'm just saying there are question marks to be answered. But it's a and, good comparison, though. And, and I don't want to throw him under the bus because he can defend himself over the other side of the table. But Vish said earlier he felt like Southampton were making a lot of championship-style decisions <laughs> uh, and that this was one of them. That's fair. That's what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that is the fear with this. Um, he obviously is you know, highly regarded coach. I think people, you know, Luke touched on it there a little bit, but you know, he's his tenure at Stoke, which only lasted 10 months, I think, was at a time when the club was in transition. And, and a lot of people have t- spoken about him as someone to look out for, somebody who's very passionate, someone who is a, a good driver of people. I think that was, uh, uh, you know, you see a lot of ex- players who've played under him speak about how good he is at motivating them and, and just how driven he is and the kind of person you see on the sideline and want to mimic his energy, his enthusiasm on the field. Mm. Um, and I think it would just be, it'd probably be a nice, not quite a change of pace because Ralph Hasenhutl was a bit like this, but maybe just having someone in that role who is going to take the opportunity, who regards this as a step up is mm. is a good thing. In regards to championship decisions, you know, I think we spoke about it on Friday, didn't we, when Hasenhutl got sacked in yeah. terms of by the end of his tenure, he was mm. basically dealing with a much smaller budget than when he started, which yeah. is, you know, which well, if you look at the, the direction of travel for but, most clubs, Brighton, for example, who were at the similar level of Southampton a few years ago, it's not exactly what they want. Can, can I just come back on that? Because I wasn't on the show last week and I, I remember that chat and what I thought was perhaps a bit underplayed and it's definitely thrown into far starker contrast now or context now when, when Nathan Jones is, is moving into the job is that actually it had become stale under Harsen Hootel. Yeah. I think that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But if you look at their squad, they've got a lot of good players. Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily... I, I think... Um, Armel Belakochap, who's just been called up for the German squad. I think he's an outstanding young player. He yeah. looks brilliant. He's been, I think he's been very, probably their best player this season. They've got um, War Prowse, who everyone knows about, who's mm-hmm. clearly, whatever your opinion of him is, he's very capable of playing at a far higher level than he's currently playing at. Um, there's Shea Adams there, who's got all the tools to be a good striker at this level. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps he's, he's flattered to deceive a little bit, but as he comes into his peak years, maybe we'll see a bit more from him. They've got a lot of other good young players. The goalkeeper's outstanding, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, they've got so, and one or two, I mean, obviously War Prowse. I genuinely am gutted for him because he's missed out again on the England squad. They've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles on now. He's Ainsley played five times yeah, for England. Yeah. Carl you know, Walker-Peters is yeah, in there as yeah. well. You know, you, you, I, I mean, Maitland-Niles hasn't been that good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been he dropped up, But what I'm saying is his, his ceiling is de- demonstrably higher. Well, this is the A manager point. can get more out of him. This is the point of getting Nathan Jones in, isn't it? When you look at what he's achieved at Luton on a very small budget, exactly, essentially, yeah. he's clearly a manager who can improve players. And that is, the, that is essentially the road that Southampton have to go down at this stage. And maybe part of it is with an eye on the championship as well. And it's kind of 
essentially win-win, isn't it? it? There's a there's a there's a you know plan baked in for the worst case scenario, and also there's a there's a there's a good plan. <laughs> I don't think they're powering him, so he's like, oh, well, when we get relegated, it's a league you're used to. But it'd be naive to not think about it. Luke's crossing both fingers as yeah. you're saying that. I, I don't think it'd be naive. I bloody love him to be relegated. I think it would be very defeatist. So that well, there would only be one league above Portsmouth. Portsmouth are going nowhere. No. So if I want Portsmouth and Southampton to play each other again, which I do, Southampton have to do work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, even a case of meeting halfway. Indeed, yeah. And Portsmouth, the mate who like, always recommend the local round the corner. Yeah. Like Jim does every now and again, actually. Yeah. Well, it's about three miles <laughs> away. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Nathan Jones did say, a lot of my family are Southampton fans, which doesn't half help. He also I don't know if said, he meant to have the word half in there, but um, <laughs> there we are. He also said, I know a lot about the club from back in the days of the Dell to coming here to St. Mary's, and it's a wonderful football club. Really did sound like he was just reading the Wikipedia page like <laughs> 10 minutes before the interview. The Dell. Uh, yeah, it's on the don't south mention, coast, famously. <laughs> don't mention math. Interesting uh, stuff about Francis Benali. <laughs> if he's... If he, if he's um, if his first move is to welcome Matt Letizio back in as ambassador, he's got my support. There we are. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, from small budgets to big budgets, uh, of course, Liverpool, it's reported, uh, it was at the start of the week, it was reported, that they have uh, been put up for sale or perhaps it may be that the, the Fenway Sports Group are, are open to offers, which is putting them mm. up for sale, really. Well, it? it's, it's really unclear at the moment because there is talk that they might actually just be looking for investment, which in the best case scenario yes. would be really positive for Liverpool because they'd mm. suddenly have a lot more money available. But the, the other scenario is, is that, that they are potentially going to sell. And um, Dubai International Capital tried to take over in 2007, and that's Dubai's sovereign wealth fund, which mm. so it'd be exactly the same situation as with Newcastle. And they are reportedly interested again. So it's... It's difficult to know, isn't it? And it's a, it's a shame, really, that that we're in a situation like this because Liverpool are valued by they're worth about three point five billion now, which is twelve times the amount FSG purchased them for. And this is essentially what's happened, isn't it? Football clubs have inflated so much in value that mm. there are really only a limited amount of people that can afford them now, which is why we get into situation kind of ownership situations like this. And it's it's a shame, isn't it? Because well, it is. any club, <clears throat> any big club or any club really in a situation where they're looking at being taken over, you, you kind of wince a little bit and think, oh God, who's, who's going to come in? Because well, like, you're at it... the mercy of it. That's exactly. How, that's, yeah. how, that's the model yeah. in the Premier League. You're completely at the mercy. Wayland of... Utani Corporation. <laughs> oh, don't like the sound of them. Well, no, just... but that's it. You, you, whoever's <laughs> selling, you have to trust them. I mean, they, they, FSG have been very clear that the club will only be sold to the right people. Well, what does the right bit, the yeah. right bit, the highest Bidding well, that, 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 you know, I mean, that's the thing. We don't, we don't know. Yeah. we don't know the intimate motivation behind what Fenway Sports Group are doing. But they're a very successful company, right? And Jim's Jim's um, analysis is is interesting and I think spot on, chiefly because it just comes down to probably the numbers. You buy something for three hundred million, however many years ago, and it's now worth over ten times that, and mm-hmm. you're talking about billions. If you're a business person and you think, you know what, I've had a nice time. Lovely old yeah. job. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've gone to Sankel. Delivered yeah. Champions League, league yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so you, also you're... precedent set elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd still they'd still be part of the ownership structure because what they'll basically be selling is just the majority share. Yep. So they'll still be involved in however mm-hmm. you know big or small way they'd like to be. Mm. Um, and you know, if you look at the the Chelsea sale that went through, which. I don't. Maybe we did talk about. Well, we obviously talked about it a lot, given the nature of the sale. But the fact that someone was stumping up that kind of kind of cash yeah. for a club that had to be sold has you know, put, put, the, put the, these guys around. Do you know what the American? We we'll put them on watch. Well, quite American owner. I mean, the Chelsea situation was a kind of pretty unique situation. But it was, but the fact that someone from America from America would come in and do that, and also then trigger all these but, other billionaires in America or wealth funds. But they look, look at Premier League. Direction. But they look at Premier League clubs as undervalued. Still think they're massive undervalued yeah. with the global potential of them compared to the restrictions that are on American sports um, franchises. So it's it's quite fascinating um, to consider how quickly things have moved True. on. Right? Despite that, though, they needed penalties against Derby. Well, that's and that's that's probably what put them off, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, knock five hundred mil off. We're, we're definitely. I'm not, selling pay, that. I'm not paying for that. <laughs> we're definitely selling now. After that, we don't want it. We don't want it anymore. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we shall see. I mean, I suppose they're doing it at, at now because of the World Cup coming. There's a, a massive distraction, and maybe deals can be done. You're saying it's a heist? Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's a heist. Um, I, I, I just, yeah. Well, it makes sense, though, doesn't it? If you've got a lot of this stuff to do and you don't want so much uh, scrutiny or not necessarily scrutiny but attention would be the better mm. word to use uh, do it when there's a World Cup going on 
Mm. Um, so, so there we are. Uh, if I may, gentlemen, um, bring uh, Vincent Abubakar to the table, uh, the Cameroon striker. He's got beef with uh, Mo Salah. Do we yes. remember this? I love this. Yeah, yeah. I do. And, and uh, interestingly enough, it's the only reason I remember who Vincent Abubakar mm. is. He's a, so, he's a good player. He's he a, good a very player. good athlete. Yeah. But I, yeah. I like his kind of reinvention as a bit of a heel he's in his play- 30s. He, he, he has been a good player. Don't have a guy like that. He's playing yeah. in the... He's, Cameroonian bitch. <laughs> he's, he's playing in the Middle East at the moment mm-hmm. and he's having a go at Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just put that out there. Well, he said in an interview... Um, but we should say, yeah, before playing, um, they played each other for Cameroon and Egypt in the Africa Cup of Nations uh, in the semi-final earlier this year. He, that was when uh, he started to have a go. He said in an interview this week, I don't give a toss if people don't like it. I'm not impressed by him. I can do what he does. I just don't have the opportunity to play in a big club. <laughs> Because those opportunities are just handed out and randomly, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. He played for Porto. Surely it would have been a good stage. Well, a, a famously uh, a, a huge stepping stone. Yeah, also, you know, and he didn't have that. Uh, I've scored. I've scored loads. They've just they just go to a different goal. <laughs> it's also hugely disrespectful to the uh, historic club of Al Nasser in the Saudi Arabia. It is. It is. Yeah, not playing at a big club. I'm sure, know. they've got something to say about yeah. that. One of the most successful clubs in Saudi Arabia, thank you very much. I know much. you keep going on about the big clubs, but can you score some here first? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, if you do that, then maybe, and only maybe. I think no, we're, willing to help you, we're willing to help you out, mate. Yeah, but you've got to help yourself. <laughs> Missing yeah. open goals going, tell you what, if that was for Real Madrid, you should have seen the finish I would have put on it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I mean, it's worth pointing out that Al Nasser mm. have won 27 league titles when compared to Liverpool's quite humbling 19. Yeah. So the joke's on the, very much on Mo Salah there. I Are think. you yeah. saying that Al Nasser were the ones who actually knocked Liverpool off their perch? <laughs> <laughs> With Vincent Abubakar. Got there just in, before in the Vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's have a quick break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. De Bruyne has the short option. He does have a splendid set of cards. I've got to admit, though, uh, Jack Grealish down below in front of us. Welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show, everybody. And we're going to see those calves soon enough at the World Cup. Um, Warming up. Warming up. Yeah, yeah. We might just if we could just get a calf cam on the bench. Mm. Everyone be happy with that. Calf cam. Yeah. Um, Let's go back to the Premier League. Newcastle United versus Chelsea. Big one on Saturday at five thirty. 
And I'll tell you what, chaps, Graham Potter, he's having a difficult spell already as Chelsea manager. They haven't won in the last four league games. They were knocked out of the Carabao Cup by Manchester City on uh, on Wednesday night as well. And all this has meant that uh, former Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel has, has put his tuppence worth in, suggesting that uh, Potter must turn his form around if he's going to succeed at Chelsea, yeah. which is something that perhaps Potter hadn't thought of. Controversial, <laughs> yeah. controversial take. Indeed. Tuchel said, you can overcome one loss or a short, difficult period, but it cannot be too long, otherwise nobody trusts the process no more. <laughs> uh, Tuchel <laughs> Sounding It was your RuPaul's Drag Race. Sashaying off the stage. Graham's just sat there in his, in his shirt and tie. <laughs> He's a tracksuit manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah. Okay, but he would dress up for TV, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Tuchel, is he sounding all nice and relaxed since his Indian spa retreat? Yeah, I think he should go on there relaxed. Well, yeah, because, you know, if we saw his face when he was saying that, yeah. the, the eyes would be piercing. There'd be that weird <laughs> yeah. Jack Nicholson Joker grin. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I th- but he is it right, seems though. to be getting longer and thinner yeah. in I, front of your very eyes. It's turning into a big pool, pool cue. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> it's the kind of insight, though, that you get from a, a now former Premier League manager. I'm sure he'll be back at some point is that, yes, if you can lose the odd game and, and and lose a few games, but if you lose a lot of games, then it's not good. Yeah, but I think I, we all know <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, it's not you helping, know, is he? Do you have to manage My Chelsea to know that? My niece knows that losing football matches isn't good. That's the whole point. So, so what Potter's probably finding is that he can't affect the club mm-hmm. in the way that he could affect Brighton, and he's probably never going to be able to. Mm-hmm. And so how he adjusts and adapts to that is is going to basically be the key between whether he succeeds or fails. I don't buy, I don't buy that, you know, the players are better, so they're not having him. Because mm. I, I actually think these days, you, you work at Brighton, they've got a lot of international players, a lot of really good players. You know, they've got um, top-level players, really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and although there may be a slightly different kettle of fish for your truly problematic elite players, I don't generally, like a Cristiano Ronaldo or a Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, probably mm. more relevantly at Chelsea, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is he's having to make a big adjustment to a completely different size of club and that's going to be hard. Yeah, and compare that to Newcastle, Jim, with with Eddie Howe. He's, it seems to be the, a, a rare example of an English manager who's made that leap from having the club moulded all around him to going to what is now... Uh, well, I mean, they're third for crying out yeah. loud. But what, you know, yeah, but sorry to cut in, because I know you asked Jim this, but very, very quickly, I still would argue that Newcastle are much more of a Brighton than they are a Chelsea. No, oh, they yeah, are, but, but they, and they going, needed someone like yes, him. But, but they're going in the way of, of um, what, what, what Luke's describing there. That is their ambition, of yeah. course, and Howe's made that transition but, very well. But I think that's the difference, though, isn't it? That he's he can he can mould them on his way because it's, yeah. they're not at that destination yet. Okay. So it's, it's all got forward momentum. It's all exciting. And I mean, so how took over just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, as you pointed out, they're third now. It's worth pointing out, they were getting relegated before it came in. Yes. Like it's, it's, it's a truly astonishing Well, job. I warned like, Kieran Trippi and he said to me, don't you worry, son. Yeah, <laughs> I'll sort I've it got out. this. Do you worry about Potter at Chelsea, Vish? Um, no, not really, because he was always going to get sacked. <laughs> Because that's yes. just the nature yeah. of being a manager at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is, is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang threatening to be the Draco Malfoy here? <laughs> is that a Harry Potter reference? Yeah. <laughs> you love it. Well, I said it to you, Johnny. You Marcus said he had a difficult spell earlier. Yeah. yeah. I did, that yeah. was good. That worked well. That's nice. Yeah. Didn't know you were doing it, but it's nice. No, well, it just happens. He called, <laughs> him, he called him Four Eyes in the production meeting. Come on. Specs. on. Specs is back as a derogatory nickname. Specky Git, he said. Disrespectful. Very, very disrespectful. Yeah, so just to go back to the question, yeah, I'm not worried uh, because it was always going to go a certain way but I have no doubt that Potter has the capabilities to turn it around I just don't believe he'll he'll get the time and also you know off the back of that I don't think this will do much in terms of dampening his reputation in the game at all that's exactly I, the point isn't it that's a really good point so the calculation he may have made would be yeah. like do you know what my stock's still going to be through the roof if I get sacked Will here. he be available when Gareth Southgate leaves England? I think he's almost certainly going to be in the frame to succeed him. Yeah. But he, and he might if the be... Time, if the timing works well, out. Well, he might be unemployed. He'd be my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Not Tom Stuchel. 
No. Who threw his hat in the ring? Definitely not. High, wages too high, even for the FA. My goodness. Jose. <laughs> Give it Jose. Give it Jose. Tell you what, you, if you fuck up a, nego- a negotiation with the FA, you're not fit for the fucking purpose. <laughs> They've shown that, that they'll happily that, try and bankrupt themselves. He was on that retreat going, yeah, <laughs> add a couple more zeros to that, boys, and then we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we can't do that. Um, the aforementioned uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, of course, um, uh, will be will be vying for a place in, in, in the Chelsea starting lineup, despite the fact he struggled badly against his former club Arsenal oh, managing tremendously satisfying I'm not even an Arsenal fan yeah, really <laughs> yeah, he, he only managed, managed eight touches and that is a Romelu Lukaku eight touches rather than an Erling Haaland eight, yeah. eight touches yeah, we yeah. should be very clear yeah. on that um, Jim you'll love a bit of this Arsenal ledge David Seaman um, had his say on uh, Aubameyang's performance against uh, those Gunners he said the only disappointing thing about last weekend is that when Arsenal scored Aubameyang sneaked off I wanted the Arsenal fans to proper boo him they didn't get the chance as he was hooked straight away as soon as we scored and all the Arsenal fans were too busy celebrating. You don't what hear a him petty much. man! <laughs> <laughs> it's delight, just delightful to hear him just wade in with this. Yeah. Amazing, absolutely brilliant. Where's yeah. that come from? I don't know, but uh, I, you know what? I did. I don't agree. I enjoyed him being hooked straight away. Mm, yeah. yeah. You do, but you're not a boo boy, are you, Jim? I'm not a boo boy. No. Yeah, surely, surely it was better like that because it's the idea that actually we're not bothered. Yeah, yeah. They so probably put that to Seaman, but probably went over his head. Oh, we need a goal. You've got a goal. Very good, yeah. very good. Went over his head. I didn't hear it. I'm yeah. sorry to bring that up on the eve of a World Cup. <laughs> but what? Seaman's yeah, not third choice, is he? It doesn't matter, does it? Oh, be one in the eye for Joe Hart if he was. You know what they say? The best revenge is living well. That's it? right. That's right. And that's what Arsenal are doing. It doesn't sound like a man who's living well, David Seaman. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Arsenal just getting right. on with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just, David, David Seaman's not... always having a lovely yeah. time. Whatever he's doing, just, just chuckling chuckle, away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you heard that story? David Seaman invited Ray Parler around to see his new boat. <laughs> Here we go. And uh, he was like, come around, I've got a new fishing boat. He's like, all right, yeah, I'll come around and see it. And uh, so Ray Parler went all the way to David Seaman's house to see his new fishing boat. Mm. And it was just a, a little boat that um, you put bait on and put in a little lake and no. you press a button and the bait falls at the bottom of it. That's it was about eight true. inches long. I promise you, that's what he said. <laughs> uh, chaps, let's uh, go to the game which is uh, kicking off proceedings on Saturday morning, or Saturday early afternoon, I should say, at 12.30. Uh, Manchester City versus Brentford. Brentford, of course, suffered a shock defeat to the mighty Gillingham in the League Cup this week, losing on penalties. Gillingham's win uh, made all the more impressive by the fact that they had uh, an interesting uh, preparation for the game. Their manager, Neil Harris, uh, explained that, um, he said, well, in his words, he said, we got to about quarter of a mile from Chiswick Roundabout, which, of course, is in West London, not far from Brentford's uh, stadium, and we got stuck. Fortunately, we had a tactics board on the bus, but we couldn't move and they couldn't get a police escort to us. We got in touch with the officials and decided to walk. The players had to climb climb over barriers and help each other get over fences. What team bonding that is. Yeah. Um, it's a memorable night because of the performance, but also because of the factors surrounding it. It's like they broke into the stadium and nicked a win. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it really is. Imagine that if, you, if you're if you a fan of Gilligan. Is that the boys? Surely is this ideal? Is this yeah. the warm-up now? Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a bastard of a roundabout. It is. It's a roundabout as a West London man myself. Near my cricket club as well, so they should have gone there. I Maybe that's what they were doing. Say hello. It's the Vitution tour. Yeah, there he <laughs> is. Still, is that's actually quite a nice walk to the ground from uh, Chiswick Round. Oh, I'd like still, still rather be there than be in Gillingham. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> having a dig. Oh, it's a terrible place. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Go on, say something else outrageous. I've got some friends who support the Gills and I've got no problem with the club, but it's a terrible place. You're talking about Winky again, aren't you? Oh, I forgot about Winky. He's yeah. another one. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> Steve Winky Watson's a big, big yeah. oh, he's a West Ham man. All, anyway. your, fr- all your friends have <laughs> Vish, the Steve oldest Winky Nick- Watson is exactly how you think he is. <laughs> yeah. You always, whenever you bring up one of your mates, you always, you always say two things. Yeah. He's exactly as he sounds. Yeah. yeah. And and you always say he he was old before he was young. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so you true. know, you know when um, I mean, I've got to choose my words carefully because he's not here to defend himself. No. You know he, when he Andy, won't care. You know when Andy Brassel said about that. Andy Brassel. So for those listening, Andy Brassel loves everyone. Very very nice man like mm. the nicest man mm-hmm. and when he said he doesn't like someone it's really shocking yes. and he said that he didn't like someone particularly who works for Sky Sports I'm not going to name him <laughs> you've, you've, you've narrowed it down and, though, the, and the way he said it was like oh just when you see him your heart mm. just sinks right? Winko's the opposite yeah. isn't he yeah. yeah I saw Winko for the first time in about 15 Winko. years at Marcus's wedding yeah. I was I couldn't believe my yeah, luck it was quality, wasn't it? I was just delighted to see the fella <laughs> and, and he's from Gillingham yeah. I don't know why we're talking about him at the moment <laughs> but he is from Gillingham and he's a good guy. He would himself say Gillingham's a dump. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
It's one of the worst towns in the UK. Yeah. And I, 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 and I will, I will just, I will challenge anyone. <laughs> I love how you, you go further. It's one of the worst towns. I will challenge anyone. Where's this going? <laughs> Meeting the it. car park with your I top off. I absolutely love I it. Say, I would challenge, I would challenge anyone. Careful, mate. We're not in Gillingham. I would, I would challenge anyone to de- defend Gillingham as a town. You know what my social media is. Yeah. I'm happy to hear the, hear the chat. Uh, I don't think it's a very good place, but congratulations to them on the win. They've done well there. In the League Cup. Absolutely are you gonna right. are you gonna say on the record now, yeah. as you did at the start of the season with Arsenal being top at Christmas, do you reckon by next Christmas uh-huh. Gillingham will be downgraded to a Hamlet? <laughs> Could do. Quite possibly. No, it would have to be a village first, surely. Mm. Is it village for Hamlet? Cool, village. Yeah, 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 Hamlet's Hamlet. a very small Hamlet. Yeah. Well, will, yeah. they, will they get relegated twice? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> to a Sunderland. Yeah. If I was in charge of these things, mm. we know where I'll be going first. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah. But I, I just look. I'm, I look forward to going to Gillingham away with you. I've made my point. Here he is, over here. I've been to Priestfield. Terrible stadium. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It is terrible. It's got a massive temporary stand. It's terrible. They need to sort it out, don't they? I've got no problem with the people. Right. It's the town. You, the, feel, the, you feel sorry for them, don't you? The people have to live there. The, the, the people made the town, though, didn't they? Yeah. No, not the current people. I don't no. Think. no. Yeah, they're, still, they're still, still putting up with it. Right. Is that enough on Man City uh, Brentford? I think so. I think so. Can I just say very quickly? Yeah. Man City went to, I know this is games at the Etihad, but man, just from my memory, a, mm. a year or so ago, Man City went to Brentford and they beat them 1-0 mm. and it was a very competitive game. Yes. I, th- I think Brentford mm. gave a really good account of themselves. So I wouldn't necessarily say this is yeah. going to be a total blowout, well, particularly I, given it's a Saturday lunchtime game, which can be quite sluggish. Well, I wonder if Brentford, because they, they can play, and this is not disrespect, this is not a, they play long ball, but they can be quite direct. They can mix it up, yeah. They can be very up. effective that way. and I, Direct I, in quite a classy way. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I say, I, it really wasn't, that's, that's not... In, Difference any, between a long yeah. ball and a long pass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As Man United found out four times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, some of those didn't go in the air. What a lovely dig. <laughs> True. Uh, but I think that sometimes... Teams go to um, the Etihad and just can't get the ball, which we saw with Ted Man. Man City kept the ball very handily oh, against Fulham. When they lost one nil to him, they didn't have any of the ball, but they they, they kept them. They they were organised. They were really, made, made it tough for City. Sure, and I think that if you know, Klopp's Liverpool are, are effective against um, Man City on the odd occasion because they they sometimes they go straight for it. You know, sometimes mm. you go over the press or you, yeah. you try and again doing three passes or whatever or four passes and then suddenly you're in you're in uh, deep inside the Manchester City air half. That perhaps is the way to go. And I think Brentford, despite obviously not being one of the big sides in the league and all the rest of it, it'd be interesting to see if they can actually. You know, exert this on Manchester City, and of course, a lot of Man City players will be playing at the World Cup. Yep, and, and, and Ivan Tony will be fuming, and Ivan Tony will be wanting to take uh, all his anger out on them. Having said that, they'll probably beat them about six nil. <laughs> um, but there we are. I did quite like this though. Uh, speaking of Manchester Man City against uh, Fulham last weekend, the U.S. national team coach Greg Berhutler said uh, that after the game last weekend, Pep Guardiola walked up to Tim Ream and said, "If you were twenty-four instead of thirty-four, you'd be playing for me." Which of course Ream replied, "It's." Too bad I'm 35, not 34. Anyway. <laughs> um, but nice to see Guardiola still... Uh... Just tackling... Guardiola got a great tradition, a fine tradition of yeah. going up to quite random players mm-hmm. and giving them really over-the-top compliments. Mm. Definitely. Uh, after I, a win. I, always yeah, after always a win. after a win, because otherwise he's fuming. Yeah. I, I, I think Tim Ream's a, a great asset to the Premier League, but he's, he's, quite a, exactly, he's quite a limited player, though, isn't he? Oh, come on. Mate, when he gets the ball... <laughs> And boots it. No. Everyone at Fulham shouts "Ream." No, because that—that's a sign of respect. <laughs> because he hardly ever does it. You know that's he, not true. He is a passing centre back. Okay, fine. Yeah, he yeah. just passes he to pass? the other half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell um, me a player yeah. who's further away from playing for Man City at the moment in the Premier League than Tim Ream. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Probably, probably Harry Maguire, Calvin Phillips, Jack Grealish, ha- Harry, Ma- Harry Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Calvin Phillips. Yeah. yeah, there you go. yeah. Anyway, uh, it's time for the Betfair segment. Oh, here we go. Um, we love a bit of this. Uh, Betfair's popular bet builder. We get to get involved, which is fantastic. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders and you can add them to your bet slip in one handy tap and that's what we're going to do today because every Friday on the preview show we'll build our own ramble popular bet builder for a particular game happening each weekend and we'll keep a running tally through the season of who's pulling their weight and who's letting the side down this weekend it's Newcastle v Chelsea that's our game uh, that's been selected Saturday at tea time we obviously talked about it a little bit already Um, each of us are going to make a selection Marcus you are first up what is your selection, my friend? Both teams to score. I think that Newcastle are in good form. I mean, with the players that they've got now, yeah. scoring the away. The form they're in. The form they're in. They're gonna, they've got goals in that side. But Chelsea, of course, they need something, as we said earlier. And, and they'll be um, gunning for goals as well. I think it could be a good one. And I think both teams will score. I think the only argument against that 
is yeah. the Chelsea outside of it. Yeah, I think because Newcastle have been so good. They have. You, it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a. a, well, bit I'll, of a I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Oh, well, I hope you do. Prove you wrong. I hope you do because if you prove me wrong, what I've just said there, mm. we also both still win. Jim, um, who's your selection, my friend? I have gone for Bruno Gimmarish to score or assist. Does that need too much explaining? He's a very, very good player. He's Everything good player. Newcastle do comes through him at some point and uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a big influence. Mm. Good choice. Obviously got a goal against Southampton, didn't he, last time out in the league, I think it was. Um, yeah, because they played Palace in the League Cup after that and he didn't score, but he did score against Southampton. But then everyone scores against Southampton, don't they? So they it's do. fine. Uh, Vish, uh, you're up. I'm going... A bit specific here. I'm going Cesar Aspilicueta to get a card at any time. Mm. Newcastle run at you a lot, uh, especially down the flanks and Cesar's legs. I wonder if uh, it'd be one of those where he'll, he'll pick up, it'll, it'll probably be a three foul yellow, I anticipate. Yeah, Maybe I at some point mean. in the second. Oh, and the referee that pointing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah but that's, uh, you know, he's a crafty player. He's, um, yeah, he's playing a lot at the moment. Um, yeah, fancy him to get a yellow. Love he's got that. two bookings in six Premier League starts so far. Mm. So uh, not without precedent. That My uh, selection is the final one. I've just gone for a straight Newcastle win. Whoa. Chiefly because I think that, um, as we've already said, Chelsea's struggling a little bit. Newcastle are very, very strong at home. I just think there's something about the Newcastle fans where it'll just be absolutely pumping in there. Mm. Of course it is anyway, but I think the Newcastle fans look at a Chelsea and go, yeah, you're yesterday's you're yesterday's guys, we're the guys now. Mm. And that'll make a really kind of, I think quite a, um, quite a voracious atmosphere. Yeah, the Rude Hullet Derby. There we, exactly. Mm. Absolutely right. Spot on. Mm. Spot on. So in summary, uh, both teams to score, Bruno Gimresh to score or assist, Cesar Aspilicueta to get any colour of card at any time. So of course he could get a professional foul red, that will still count. And Newcastle to win. A £5 bet with Betfair on that popular bet builder returns £242.29. pence. And there's a reason you should be pulling for that to happen as well, because if it does win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK, which is an outstanding charity, obviously. Uh, we'll be back with another round of uh, Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. Season C's apply, 18 plus. And for more information on responsible gambling, you must head to begambleaware.org. All right, now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Quick explainer. <laughs> Quick explainer in a sentence. I've got it down to a sentence now. I give you a category. You have to give me an answer that fits into that category. If you don't, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that lovely video of Grealish uh, doing the rounds? Oh, how nice was that? Yeah. Oh, Fantastic Gorgeous. to see. And to protect that man at all costs. Do you know what's great about it is that often is from that himself. It shows you. It shows you just the power and the impact that a football player can mm. have on yeah. a young person's life, and that's something that we all share because we all went through that as kids. Like mm. We we idolised players when we were kids as well. Um, it's great to see. Great. Piece Tim Ream did a lovely one, of course. With Pep. Did. With yeah. Pep. <laughs> Pep dressed as a little kid. <laughs> anyway, far away, sir. Uh, okay, so I'm going to start with Jim first. I'm going to go to my left. Jim, you uh, category one, you'll go first. Then it'll be Vish, and it'll be Marcus. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. There's some absolutely belting categories this week. Oh, here we go. Shout out to Rory and to Callum for putting these together. There can be no repetition. Last person standing gets the point. Uh, I've got a tiebreaker we need at the end. hope we don't. Um, here we go. Category one, Jim Campbell. You're up first. Let me get my buttons ready. Um, players that have been transferred for a cost of over £75 million, pounds, not including add-ons, as it's been widely accepted and reported in the press. Okay, so I don't want any, I don't want any arguments about this. We've done the list. There's 15 players in total. God. If they're on the list, you get it. If they're not, you don't. I don't want any arguments. Over £75 million in total. Yeah. Not including add-ons. Neymar. Good one. Neymar, he says. That's correct. Vish, you're up. Gareth Bale. Very good. Also correct. Pressure's on you, Speller. Paul Pogba. Nicely done. You can, you can all relax now. You don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Absolutely right. Play along at home. Play along at home. See how many you can get. That's four downs. There's 11 left. Vish, you are up. Uh, <laughs> Not an easy category. Kepa? Kepa, he says. Trade not. No, I thought you might have that. Kepa's mm. not on the list, unfortunately. But he's the world's most expensive goalkeeper. Doesn't make the list. Marcus. Philippe Coutinho. 
That is nice. Well done. Romelu Lukaku. This is good. Dembele. Need a full name, please. Is he one of the mooses? <laughs> <laughs> because Jim went first. Uh-huh. He gets the point. It's Usman Dembele, Dembele, of course. Yeah. That would have been a correct answer, but I have to get the proper name. Can't just say a surname. I couldn't remember um, his first name. Well played, Jim. Um, so the other answers you didn't get, just very quickly, Antoine Griezmann, Anthony, uh, uh, Aiden Hazard, Harry Maguire, mm. Jack Grealish, João Felix, uh, Kylian Mbappe, and Virgil van Dijk. Kepa, 72 million, I'm afraid. Well, Usman Dembele was one. I thought, Usman, Usman yeah, was yeah. not Musa. Yeah. All right, category number two. One point to Jim. Uh, Vish, you get to go first this time. <laughs> this will be a short one I'm telling you yeah. uh, category number two there's 19 players players with five or more Premier League goals for Portsmouth oh man <laughs> and some of these players I'll be honest with you in a million years mm. I wouldn't have got them so good luck uh, Yukubu he's one I would have got surely Jermaine Defoe you think so, wouldn't you? Yeah. God. Jim? Carnu. Ooh. Dwankru Carnu, to use his full name. I'll accept Carnu because everyone knows him as Carnu. He did rebrand himself as Carnu. Yeah, so that's fine, but I do need the full name. Um, but that's obviously correct. Javish? Benjani? Ooh. Need the full name, please. Waruari. Very good. John Utaka? It's great to hear him get a mention <laughs> on the show. Is it right? It's it is great. Right. <laughs> Jim? Lamano Luwalua? Yes, that's fine. It's Lamar Trezor Luwalua, but middle names are fine. Lamar Luwalua is on my list, so you get that. Can I just say, by the way, well done so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, so many, Vish. Peter Crouch. Oh. Good. I'm struggling now. You're gonna get, you get more than you're going to get for the other one. Matty Taylor. Matty Taylor's a very interesting answer. He scored some spectacular goals, mm. but has he scored more than five of them, Chris Kamara? Yes, he has. Oh, Jim. Nico Crenshaw. Oh. It's great. Flipping it's great Laura. stuff. We've done three, four rounds. Pedro Mendes. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> There's only nine left. I'm struggling. Now. You get all of them, we'll quit. <laughs> you won't get all of them. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea. Sol Campbell. There's no way he scored more than five. Yeah. Right, not. Uh, you're out. Jim Campbell. Papa Booba Diop. Not a great scorer of goals, the late Papa Booba Diop. But as he scored five Premier League goals or more for Portsmouth, if he gets this wrong, Vish gets the point because Vish went first. I'm afraid not, Jim. So Vish, is a point to you. Um, the only players you'd needed to get, which you didn't, um, some of you would have heard of, some you wouldn't have probably. Uh, Aruna Dindan, do you remember oh, him? Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Frederick Piquion, remember him? Played a bit oh. for West Ham as well. Is uh, Montari in there? Uh, Sully Montari's not on the list. That was going to be my next oh, That was a good Wow. Name. Gary O'Neill, Herman Horidison, Nadia Bell, Hadge, Patrick <laughs> Berger, Steve Stone, Svetoslav Todorov, and Teddy Sheringham. Oh, what? Teddy Sheringham! Yeah. All right. How about that? Berger in the lineup and he shuffled out of it. Annoying. Um, Marcus, you start up uh, this one. Um, need to get a point here, mate. Or I you, do. Or, you, or, so or I'm done for. If it goes to Jim or Vish, then one of them would have won this week's Jack's Encyclopedia. Category three. This is an interesting one, actually. Um, teams that have failed to score more Premier League goals than <laughs> Erling Haaland this season. Erling Haaland has scored 18 goals in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. There are 10 teams who haven't scored more than him. Currently, obviously. Yeah. As, yep. At time of recording, mm-hmm. uh, currently. Um, basically, you've got a one and two chance of getting it right because there's 10 Premier League teams out of 20. Yeah. Um, Marcus, you're up first. This should be fairly easy, I think, to start with. Off you go. Wolverhampton Wanderers. They've got eight goals. That's a correct answer. Southampton. Safe bet. 12 goals. Nottingham Forest. 10 goals. Crystal Palace. 15. Oh, getting closer. Aston Villa. They've only scored 14, so they're in as well. Jim. Uh, sorry, Vish. Sorry. Brentford? He says Brentford. He says Brentford. I'm afraid not, Jim. Uh, Fish. Brentford does not count because, as I'm sure you know when you really think about it, Brentford has scored 21 goals in the league this mm. season. I've remember four of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
that's called those would have been the correct answer. Okay, but Marcus, it's back to you. Leicester City. You say Leicester City. Yeah. How many goals do you think they've scored in the league this Less season? Less than Haaland. What would be your guess, though? Uh, I reckon they've got 16. They've got 23. No way. <laughs> James Madison mean nothing to you. Jim for the win. Jim, um, you need to get one here to win 2-1 overall uh, and, and be the, the emerging victor of this week's Jack's Encyclopedia. There are five teams left to choose from. All you got to do is name one that scored fewer goals or not scored more goals than Erling Haaland. I'm going to go with Fulham. Up yours. Fulham, he says. Up yours. Ninth in the table. Yeah. I think he might be right, though. 23. Okay, so Vish is still out. Yep. Marcus and Jim are both back in. It goes back to Marcus. Yeah. Um, Marcus, you've got, like I say, five teams to choose from. Take your pick. Surely West Ham have not scored more than Haaland. They've got 12. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you just need to name one. If you don't name one, it's one each and we go to the tiebreaker. I think we've got to hear from Gary Neville soon, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a um, in the Champions League final. The headline has been yeah. Name a club. Gone blank. Marcus gets the point. Presumably could have had Everton. I want to. I just want to register that that's just that's shit play. That's distraction. It's, Marcus is 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 a is a fan of the dark arts. Yeah. He doesn't play the game in the correct spirit. He plays <laughs> it by the letter of the law. I just want, law. Letter I just want it on record yeah. that that is that's unsportsmanlike. What I've entered that into the record. What do you do? It's just unsportsmanlike, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, I want to hear from Gary oh, Neville yeah. because you start thinking about that. Jim, and he yeah. knows what he's doing. Is it the kind of behaviour from someone who, when they're beating you at FIFA, would sing the Match of the Day theme tune? <laughs> it, 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 it betrays the man's real character. Anyway, Marcus gets the point. Marcus gets the point. So we're at a tiebreaker. Let me get through this. So the other teams you could have had, you could have Bournemouth, Chelsea, Everton, Chelsea, Manchester United. The other ones you Manchester could have had. They've got, they've got eighteen, the same as Haaland. Wow. So, um, that tells you everything you need to know. Eat those motherfuckers. Um, so we're at the tiebreaker. We go to Jim first for the tiebreaker. Um, uh, so here we go. This is quite an interesting one, Ooh. but think about it. There's eleven of these players. This is the tiebreaker. We go to Jim first because we go back round. Eleven players currently in the England squad. Players currently in the England squad been... with three or more of the same letter oh, in their full Jesus name. Jesus fucking Christ. And we're not including middle names. First name and surname only. Players in the England squad with three or more of the same letter in cool. their full name. Bukayo Saka. I'll tell you what, straight off the bat, very good. Do that again. Three or more. <laughs> s- He's stalling. No, you, know what, you know what this I is. I know I don't. Three or more of the same letters. In their name. Right, okay. Yeah. A letter that appears three or more times in their name. Um... <laughs> It's not difficult to work out as a concept. Cal- Calvin Phillips. You're thinking of L, aren't you? No, I. You're thinking of the letter L. I. Could be either. It's a correct answer. Oh, yeah. Raheem Sterling. Ease. Mm. Ease are good. <laughs> Harry Maguire. You guys are surprisingly good at this. <laughs> Back to you, Vish. Um... Don't look at me, Marcus. I know what I'm doing. I'm just looking around. Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford, he says. It's good. Kieran Trippier. It's also good. <laughs> Callum Wilson. It's brilliant. <laughs> There's only four left. Um... It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League. John Stones. Doesn't work. Do you want to press the button yourself? <laughs> okay, so Jim's got one. So if Marcus doesn't get one, Jim wins. If Marcus does get one, we go back to Jim for another round. Marcus, the pressure's on you. Connor Cody. Oh, it's, that is good. Oh, that is good. So Jim. Aaron Ramsdale. Oh, it's better. <laughs> it's even better. There's only two left, Marcus. Oh, no. Uh, oh, you're not looking for the button now, are you? <laughs> I'm not looking for any button You know now. who I'd love to hear from right now? Yeah. It's Gary Torres. Neville. Oh, Conor Gallagher. I just thought of a long name. He says Conor Gallagher. Uh, Jim Campbell there it is. wins. Flawless victory. Undeserved. So, he says it's flawless, mate. 
enough of that. Um, <laughs> Jim, you presumably very satisfying win for you after the, after the official complaint you lodged halfway through mm-hmm. the round. Yeah. Um, the only two players, Marcus, you could have named, mm-hmm. you could have named Jordan Henderson uh, and you could have named, of course, who's got the longest name Jude in the English squad? Who's got the longest name in the squad? <laughs> uh, Trent Alexander. Oh, 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 yeah. It just begs the question, why didn't you pick either of those why players? Because I wanted you to win, Jim. <laughs> Marcus only works on the squad that he wanted to be the squad. And so he didn't, he didn't want to pick Trent. So I, didn't, didn't I didn't. But there we go. Good, a good win for Jim. Well, well done. done, Jim. If you don't mind me saying, you've not had a brilliant performance in the games in, of recent weeks. This will be a welcome return to yes. form for you. Yes, Very so well done to that. you. Well, technically, no, you'll, go, you'll, you'll be top at Christmas, won't you? There we go. See, is it an omen? Is it a sign? <laughs> is it really? Yeah. My goodness. And when I said that back in August, people I made up in my head disagreed <laughs> yeah. with me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Listen, if, you don't, if, if, if everyone's not out to get you, you wouldn't understand, all right? You wouldn't understand. Oh, there we are, everybody. Right. Uh, oh, before we go, make sure you listen to you know Lions. What? I hope they don't do it now. <laughs> make sure you listen to Lions Watch tomorrow. The World Cup, of course, is only nine days away and the England squad has been announced and we're going to talk about it, aren't we, Luke Moore? Yeah, we're going to do a deep dive. It's going to be fantastic. Um, we're probably going to try and shoehorn um, Sammy Lee in the show somehow again. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a bit of a take thermometer as well. Yeah. Hear from our listeners about the England squad, more importantly. Uh-huh. And generally, like I say, yeah, do a, do a deep dive. Worth a listen. Absolutely right, yeah. So that's uh, tomorrow on the Football Ramble feed. Until then, though, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Well done, Luke Moore. Thank you. Well done, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Well done, Vatushan Hantaran. Please leave Harry Kane alone. And well done, everybody. See you soon. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.